ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله عن ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال اخذ الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بمن كبي فقال كن في الدنيا كانك غريب او عابر السبيل وكان ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما يقول اذا امسيت فلا تنتظر الصباح واذا اصبحت فلا تنتظر المساء خذ من صحتك لمرضك ومن حياتك لموتك رواه البخاري on the authority of ibn umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma he said that the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he took me by my shoulders and he said be in this world as if you are a stranger or a traveler be in this world as if you are a stranger or a traveler after hearing understanding and internalizing this advice from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam ibn umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma he used to say when the when the night time comes do not wait until the morning or when the night time comes do not anticipate on seeing the morning and when the morning comes do not anticipate on seeing the evening take from your health from the times when you are sick and take from your life for your death 
وقال العلامة الشيخ صالح الفوزان حفظه الله تعالى هذا الحديث فيه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أخذ بمنكبي بن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما He said that in this hadith the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he took the shoulders of Ibn Umar رضي الله تعالى عنهما أي أمسك منكبيه لأجل أن يتنبيه The Prophet وسلم, he took his shoulders in order to grab his attention so that Ibn Umar he will pay close attention to that which the Prophet وسلم, was going to say so he took his shoulders in order to grab his attention لما يقول له صلى الله عليه وسلم to what the Prophet وسلم, was about to say to him وفي هذا تواضعه صلى الله عليه وسلم and in this there is an example of the humbleness of the Prophet and to it also points us it is an example of his diligence about giving advice his diligence about giving the advice so the Prophet he said so the Prophet he said to him be in this world as if you are a stranger or a traveler be in this world as if you are a stranger or a traveler this advice this is an advice that is short in its wording it is short in its expression but it is encompassing in its meaning it is vast in its meaning and it is from those short expressions and phrases in which the Prophet ﷺ used to utter that were vast in their meaning, that carried a tremendous and outstanding meaning, although they were small in number as relates to the actual words of the expression. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said to him, Kun dunya So be in this world as if you are a stranger. Be in this world as if you are a stranger. يعني لتن do not become cheerful for dunya. Do not become overjoyed by this world. Do not become overjoyed by this dunya. And do not work and be diligent over this world to the detriment of your hereafter. Do not become overjoyful and cheerful about this worldly life, nor work and become busy with this world to the detriment of your hereafter. Well, غريب, a person who is غريب, a person who is strange, he is one who is in a land that's not his land. He's in a place that's not his place. Because the one who is a stranger, the one who is a foreigner, if he is in a land that is not his land, he does not become over cheerful about being in that particular place. And he does not desire and crave to have a dwelling inside of that place. Nor does he desire to stay in that place. It is like when you're traveling and you're on a layover. 
There's no one who becomes overjoyed that he's in a particular place on a layover. There's no one who seeks to, to, to build a house or to get a permanent dwelling inside of that place where he is there on a layover. There's no one who intends to stay forever in that place that he is there and he knows he's only there on a layover. Doesn't attach himself to that place. Because he knows he's just passing through it. He knows he's just moving through it. He knows that it is a temporary resting place. It is a temporary stop. It is a temporary layover. And then he will continue his journey. He will move on. The Shaykh Habibullah Ta'ala, he says, وَإِنَّمَا يَكُونُ عَلَىٰ أَهْبَطِ الْإِسْتِعْدَادِ he said, but rather he will be upon perpetual preparation to going back to his country, to going back to his land. A person, he doesn't stop off in a layover and then unpacks all of his bags, starts unfolding his clothes. But he leaves his luggage packed because he's prepared to leave at any moment. He's prepared to board that vehicle at any moment. The Shaykh Ta'ala, he says, what dunya laysat dar, Muslim. He said in the dunya, it is not an abode for the Muslim. Muslim. It is not the abode of the Muslim. Muslim But rather the only abode, the only true abode for the Muslim, then it is Jannah. It is heaven. And he has been put inside of this dunya. He's been put inside of this worldly life in order for him to work for Jannah. In order for him to work for Jannah. And so that he may take what he needs from this dunya. Why? So that he may utilize them. So that he may use them. So he can work for Jannah. Do you understand? He takes what he needs from this world. For what purpose? What purpose does he take what he needs from this world? From his food, from his drink, from his housing, from his vehicles, and so on and so forth. For what purpose? To utilize them to work for Jannah. Not to work for retirement. Not to work towards this or towards that from the from the worldly goals and dreams and aspirations, but to utilize them so that he may work for Jannah. So everything that the Muslim does should be in preparation for his meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from his education, from his seeking of employment, everything you can think about connected to, it should be so that he may utilize those things and that which Allah ta'ala has been permissible for him. So that he may utilize those things, so that he may work, so that he may strive for the Jannah. So even that car, even that vehicle that he has purchased, it is not for just purchasing a nice vehicle, comfortable vehicle, good ride, and so on and so forth, but it's to purchase that which is efficient, that which is dependable, so that he may get back and forth to the masjid to pray his salawat, so that he may get back and forth to that place of work, so that he may work 
to take care of his family because Allah has commanded the man to do that so that he may work, so that he may spend in sadaqah based upon the earnings that he gets from that particular profession and occupation, so on and so forth and everything that is connected to that. It is so that he may utilize it to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what he should be doing with that which he takes from this world, working for the Jannah. But as far as working for the dunya, for the sake of working for the dunya, then he'll be working for something that is not his and it will not last. He'll be working for something that is not his and will not last. There is no one from amongst us who will do the likes of these things. There is no one from amongst us who has an intellect that will do the likes of these things when it is related to the dunya. So for an example, there is no one who will strive to gather wealth and gather money and then pay rent. That's not his rent. There is no one that will be paying rent. That's not his rent. He doesn't benefit from it, nor does anyone in his family, nor, 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 to the end of it. No one would do that, because you would say, what, he's throwing it away. What sense does that make? And I still in, and I am still in need. So likewise, the one who was intelligent, the believer who was intelligent, he will never utilize the dunya to his detriment in the akhirah. Because he knows that his true home, his true abode is in the akhirah. And if you utilize the moments that have been given to you inside of this earth, and you spend them for the sake of this earth, you spend them for the dunya, and to the detriment of your akhirah, then when it comes to the akhirah, what would you have for you? What would you have? What would you have that will be yours? So there is no one with sound intellect, sound mind, that would do this. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who have sound mind. The Shaykh says, Because the dunya is not for him. The dunya is not for him. So the Prophet ﷺ, So being the dunya like you are a stranger. Being the dunya like you are a stranger. Or being the dunya like you are a traveler. The Shaykh says, Who is Musafir? The Abid Sabir, he's a traveler. Al Musafir, he's a traveler passing through. Well, Musafir, and the traveler, he may take rest throughout the duration of his travel. During his travel, he will take rest. And then he will continue upon his journey. Then he will continue upon his journey. He will not stay there. He will not seek to set up camp there. He will not take that as his final destination, but it is just a resting spot. Likewise, this dunya, it is for us, but just a place of rest. This a place for us to do what we need to do while we're moving on to the akhirah. Because there's not a single one from amongst us except that we are moving through this dunya. There's not a single one from amongst us except that we are traveling through this dunya. And for the mu'min, for the believer, for the Muslim, he realizes this. He acknowledges this. And therefore he works for his true home. He works for his true abode. And that true abode is in the Jannah. His true home will be in the Jannah. So we have to work for the Jannah. So be in this world 
as if you are a stranger or a traveler passing through. Hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum fastaghfiru fa innahu huwal ghafurur rahim. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ba'd. Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu when the Prophet وسلم, he said to him these words when he gave to him this advice it changed him it changed his life you can see the change in him radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and that which he used to say to the people so once the Prophet وسلم, told him this he just didn't take this advice internalize it and then that was it. He's left it for himself to benefit. But it altered his speech. And you saw the effects of the advice of the Prophet ﷺ upon his speech and in his actions. And this showed you the nature of the Sahaba. Is that they, Radiallahu Ta'ala anhum, they used to they used to benefit from the Quran, benefit from the Sunnah. You will see that benefit in their actions, you will hear that benefit in their speech. So let us all pause and let us look at ourselves and see whether you can see the example of the Quran and Sunnah in our actions or hear it in our speech. Let us reflect and let us change what needs to be changed. The Shaykh Ta'ala, he goes on and he says, لَمَّا سَمِعَ ابْنُ عُمَرُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَنْهُمَا الْمُصِيَّةِ مِنْ رَسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ That when Ibn Umar, he heard this advice from the Messenger صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ قَالَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلِكُلِّ أَحَدٍ Once he heard this advice from the Prophet ﷺ, he used to say to the people and to everyone, إِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَذِرُ don't wait till the morning time. Don't wait till the morning. And if you make it to the morning, don't wait to night. Don't anticipate the night. If you make it to the night, don't anticipate morning going to come for you. And if you make it to the morning, don't anticipate the night time is going to come for you. The Shaykh says, if you get up in the morning time, do not put off the action until the night. Do not procrastinate and delay doing the righteousness until the evening. And you say, I do this at night. I do this particular good deed in the night time. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Shaykh Fawzan, he says, he said, but rather hasten to it and do it. Hasten to it and do it. Why? Why, why should we hasten to it and do it? When we get the first opportunity, the Shaykh Ta'ala, he says, He said, because perhaps you won't reach the night time. Perhaps you won't reach the night time. How many people die on the way to work? How many people die around lunchtime? 
How many people die around Asr time? You may not make it home. You may not live to see that night time. So don't procrastinate. Take advantage of your time. وَإِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ And if you reach to the night time, فَلَا تُؤَخِّرْ الْعَمَلِ وَالتَّوْبَةِ إِلَى الصُّبْحِ And if you make it to the evening, do not delay the action. Do not delay the tawbah. Do not delay your repentance until the morning time. Don't say, I repent when I wake up in the morning. I'll do this and that from righteous good deeds when I wake up in the morning. How many people go to sleep and don't wake up? How many people die in the evening? How many people don't live to see another day? So don't wait. The shaykh, he says, Because perhaps you won't live to see the morning. Perhaps you won't reach the morning. This is the reality. The shaykh, he says, You only have the hour that you're in right now. You only have the time that you're in right now. That's the only time frame that you can benefit from. As far as the past, it already happened. It's over. You can't go back in time. You can't change it. You cannot go back in time. You cannot change it. So you can't benefit from the past. Yesterday, that's over. As far as the future, it has yet to happen and you may not live to see it. So you can't benefit from the future. You can't benefit from tomorrow. You may not live to see tomorrow. What's the use of tomorrow if you die today? So you don't got that. So what do you have in reality? Except for right now. The present. Right now. Is what you have that you can benefit from. That's it. The past is over. The future didn't come. May never come for you. All you have is right now. So we have to take advantage of right now. The shaykh, he says, فَبَادِرْ So hasten. وَلَا تُؤَجِّلْ الْأَعْمَالِ الصَّالِحَةِ وَالتَّوْبَةِ وَاسْتِغْفَارِ إِلَى وَقْتٍ آخَرِ He says, so do not delay, do not procrastinate, do not delay the righteous good deeds or the repentance or asking Allah to forgive you until another time. Don't wait to another time. Likewise, that we have to take advantage of our time while we have it. We have to take advantage of our health while we have it. So Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah he used to say, وَخُذْ مِنْ صُحَّتِكَ لِمَرَدِكَ And take from your health لِمَرَدِكَ For when you're sick. هَذِهِ مِنْ مُصِيَّةِ Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah مَدَامَ الْإِنسَانِ فِي صِحَّةِ وَعَافِيَةِ فَهُوَ قَوِيٌّ As long as a person is healthy and he is in any good health and good situation, then, he, then he's strong. يَقْدِرُ عَلَى صِيَامِ He'll have the ability to fast. وَيَقْدِرُ عَلَى قِيَامِ اللَّيْلِ He'll have the ability to stand up at night and to pray. وَيَقْدِرُ عَلَى الْجِهَادِ فِي سَبِلِ اللَّهِ He will have the ability to strive in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَيَقْدِرُ عَلَى الدَّعْوَةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ And he will have the ability to call to Allah. وَيَقْدِرُ عَلَى بَذْلِ الْخَيْرِ And he will have the ability to give good. When he's healthy. أَمَّا إِذَا صَقِمَ 
But when he becomes sick, he becomes ill. When he's sick, he can't fast. When he's sick, he can't get up at night and pray. He will not have the ability to do what he used to can do when he was healthy. What's the reason? Because now he's sick. Now he's sick, he can't do it. Health does not last. Health does not last. You know that. You're not healthy all the time. You're not healthy throughout the year. A person is not healthy all his life. So we have to take advantage of our health while we have it. The Shaykh he says, He says, when Allah has given you health, then hasten to do righteous good deeds. He said, because there's going to come a time where you're not going to have the ability to work in it. Either because you are sick, or because you have gotten old, or because you have reached a very senior age. We know this, those who are very old in age, the elderly, they can't move like the young people. They don't have the strength like the young people. Look at the elderly. They have to pray sitting down due to problems in the back or in the hip or in the leg or in the in the in the in the they have to pray sitting down. They can't pray standing up. You understand? Look at the elderly due to health problems and issues, they can't fast like the young man can fast. So we have to take advantage. Because maybe they will come to us as sickness. Or maybe they will come to us old age. Either which will prevent us from doing that which we, 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 we used to can do when we were healthy and when, when, when we were young. Think of those people who are diagnosed with cancer. You'll go back the amount of time, you will find there was a time frame where they didn't have cancer. But now that they have cancer, they can't do what they used to do when they had cancer. Look at the man who has diabetes, he can't do what he, what he used to do before he had diabetes. So let us take advantage of our health. Let us take advantage of our health. And Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala and huma used to say, Woman hayatik limotik. And from your life, take from your life for your death. Khudmin hayatik. Fihadi dunya limotik. Take from your life inside of this world from when you are dead. Istaid limot. Prepare for death. How many of us have prepared for death today? How many of us have truly been preparing for death today? But we all know death is coming. Does any of us know with a certainty that his death is not coming today? Does any of us know with a certainty that he or she will not die today? So how come our preparation for this death, how come our preparation for this inevitability is not, our, is not as it should be? 
That's the question. How come? We know we're going to die. Why are we not getting ready for it? We have to prepare for death. And for that which is after death. We have to prepare. Because when it's over, it's over. A person wasn't righteous when it's time for him to die. He's not going to get no more time to be righteous. To become righteous. A person didn't make Toba. Now death is here. It's it. The opportunity is gone. Can't say, wait, hold up. Let me make Toba first. Let me repent to Allah first before I die. You think the angel of death going to give you five minutes? You think you're going to tell him, wait, hold up. Pause. Let me pray real fast. Pause. Let me let me become righteous real fast. When he come, that's it. It's over. So let us prepare. We know what's going to happen. Let us prepare. Prepare now for when you're in your grave. There are going to be individuals who they will receive reward in their grave. Their grave will be like a garden from the gardens of Jannah. And then there will be others who in their grave, their grave will be like a pit from the pits of the fire, from the hell. You prepare for that now. You prepare for that now. You work for that now. Now. What have you done on this day to prepare for the time you're going to spend in the grave? And I want you to reflect upon the people who died. I want you to reflect upon those people who died in the time of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. I want you to reflect on those people who died in the time of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. I want you to reflect on those people who died in the time of Musa or Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Reflect on those people and you will see that they have been longer in their graves than they were upon this earth. Ya ibadullah, prepare. Because the time that you will be in your, in your grave and Allah knows best will be longer than the time you are upon this earth. So prepare. Prepare for that time. When do you prepare? Now. You prepare for it now. How many of us have prepared for the time that we're going to be in our grave? How many of us have prepared so that when we are in our graves... We are in a garden like the garden. We are in a garden like a garden from the gardens of Jannah. Prepare for when we meet Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Prepare, prepare for your akhirah win now. So we have to prepare. For Allah, for Allah Azza wa Jal, a'taka hadhi al-haya. Allah Taala has given you this life. We have al-ajr in this time frame. In this time frame, Allah Ta'ala has given you this time frame, has given you this life, has given you this opportunity so that you may take full advantage, so that you may take full advantage and do that which benefits you in the hereafter. So that you may take full advantage and that, so that you may benefit in the hereafter. So how many of us have taken advantage of our life? How many of us are taking advantage of our life? 
how many of us will be utterly foolish, will be utterly foolish to not take advantage of our life after hearing the likes of these ahadith from the Prophet wasallam, after reading the Qur'an and the sunnah of Mustafa wasallam, how many of us will be utterly foolish not to be affected, not to be moved, not to be changed? Ya ibadullah, if you find that the Qur'an and the sunnah, it does not change you, it does not have an effect on you, it does not move you, then know for certainty, know for surety that this is an indication of the sickness and disease of your heart. This is an indication of the sickness and disease of your heart. Because the believer, when they hear the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their iman should be increased. Their iman should increase. When he hears the statement of the Prophet his iman should increase. He should become better. He should be affected. He should be moved. Moved to change. Moved to becoming better. Moved to improvement. But if you find the Qur'an and the Sunnah has no effect on you, it goes in one ear, out the other, then know for certainty, you are an individual who has a sick and despicable heart. You are an individual who is not taking advantage of his life. You are an individual who is not taking advantage of his time. You are an individual who is not taking advantage of his health. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who take advantage of our health who take advantage of our time, who take advantage of our life. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who see the dunya for what it is. It's a temporary abode. It is a place where we have to gather and do righteous good deeds, that we see the dunya for what it is, and we use it for what it's there for, and that we do not become deceived by it. هذا يا عباد فأقيموا الصلاة وإن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر.